Welcome to All the Things with Monique Dusan from the Center for Biblical Unity and theology mom, Krista Bontrager. And now, here's Krista and Monique. Yay! Hello, everybody. We, we all kind of Christmased out. <laughs> Welcome to All the Things. I'm Monique Dusan. And I'm Krista Bontrager. And this, friends, is the last all the things for 2020. You're kind of excited about that. That's winding that's, down. We survived. That is some emphasis. This. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, welcome. Hope you are having an awesome Saturday. You know, and welcome to our party. This is it. This is it. This is our wind down show. We didn't have no announcements, no kind of, you know, leeway up to it. We just gonna pop on and be like, this is the last one, y'all. Please forgive us. It was finals week for Monique. So yes, it was. Let's just yes. keep it all the way real. Yes, it was. Helping us on the show tonight and every night is the wonderful and magnificent Bob Bontrager. There he is. He's in the Christmas spirit. Got his hat. He's ready. Awesome. All right. Now, tonight we're going to do what's called an AMA and ask me anything. Ask us anything. Well, that's not an AMA. That's an AUA. <laughs> We are still doing an AMA, you know, or AUA, however you want to do it. So we are going to do an AMA and our virtual Christmas party at the same time. You know, I was thinking we should have had cake. Ooh, cake would have been good. Party we, we have and we don't have no cake. Maybe Abby could whip us, whip us up a cake while we're on the show here. Maybe. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll ask because I really want cake. Now, if you are joining us live... Well, everybody's joining us live. <laughs> it didn't make no sense. It was finals week, you guys. Um... On Facebook or on YouTube, please share the show. Give us a like and a thumbs up. Help, helping. Thanks. Like and a thumbs up and help our analytics because I looked on our Instagram a couple days ago and we were down like a hundred and some people. I know. So we yes. have, we have 7,000 followers on Instagram and a hundred of them are getting our posts. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> shadow man in Israel. So anytime you see our content, here's a little rule. Just any time you see any content, hit the thumbs up, hit the like, help us out, because that uh, helps to overcome the artificial intelligence that's blocking you us. You might not even like the posts. Yeah, just, we, just like we it just anyways. Need a, we just, you know. Make a comment. Yeah. Even if it's just an emoji, all of those things help support the ministry because, yeah, we have 7,000 followers on Instagram and 100 people are seeing our content. So there you go. Um all right. I was trying to see if somebody had a question already, but no. Okay. We good. Justin says we need some candy canes. Ooh, candy canes. I do like candy canes. Yes. You know what we need? Okay. Now here, here's a poll. Do you guys like candy corn? Ew, no. See, I love me some candy that corn. That tastes like sawdust. No, it doesn't. I love me some candy corn. I wish we could have candy corn all year Halloween. long. That's Halloween. You're on the wrong holiday. No, but see, we can bring candy corn over into Christmas. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, that is what we need. Would you do vote for Biden? No. <laughs> candy. Look, we need some candy corn. What are your Christmas traditions? Yes, yeah, so that's a good question. Well, first, I want to introduce our moderators. We've got the All right. lovely and gracious Amy Davis. We've got Laura Hartley and Allison Wardrip. So um, glad to have everybody here. So tell us you're watching and just start posting your questions in the comments, and we'll try to get to as many of them as we can. Okay. Ooh, they coming through with the candy corn. Yes, family. Yes. See, I knew we was related. Yes. Candy corn. 
There's, there's one. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> uh uh. Uh uh. Don't don't come for me. Okay, I so see. what was the question about our favorite Christmas? What are traditions? your What are your favorite Christmas traditions? That was from Andre. Okay, I can't find it back. All right, it, it's on YouTube. It was on YouTube. I can't find it back. Anyways, well, I just told you what it was. All right, <laughs> favorite Christmas traditions. Uh, well, I really like lessons and carols, which is the annual kind of Christmas service. Um, in the Anglican tradition, and um, my husband was so nice. He watched it with me last week um, on the live stream from St. Matthew's in Newport Beach. That was so nice. But if you really want to have fun, you can watch the original lessons and carols in England. They always broadcast it, um, I think, on Christmas Eve. And it was just a it's just a wonderful tradition. So that's probably my favorite. It's a series of scripture readings and carols. So what's your favorite tradition? You know, okay, so this is this is a whole little thing. I am not a big Christmassy fan. And I told you this a while ago. Like when like when I first came, I was like, you know, Christmas is yeah, I like Jesus. Um I'm glad that he came. We can celebrate the birth. But it's just not a a thing for me. Um I think that going I like to go to see the lights. I like to go to see the lights. That's okay. that's a thing for me. And you and Abby hung up lights outside our house? Yes, because I am a light kind of person. So I do like lights. We've never really had lights before Monique came. So we're glad. Yeah. So, People, people don't think we're anti-holidays anymore because yes. we have lights. And then Andre also asked, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I guess that's more for Monique. Um. Oh, oh, Um. the bodyguard, probably. I think that that's a, that's not a Christmas movie. It's a place around like Christmassy season. That's not she a was, Christmas movie. Like, there was snow. I don't there know. Was snow. I don't, I don't. I don't have a favorite Christmas movie. Oh, Susanna says her favorite tradition is Opa reading the Luke Christmas story in German. That's a good one. I have many fond memories of my grandfather reading Luke two on Christmas Eve too, Susanna. And I still have my grandfather's Bible that he used to read it from. I got that as kind of a a memory of my grandfather. That's a good one. I do enjoy that. Wow. Any recommendations for Advent devotion resources? Yes. Read the Bible and well, discuss it. There's that. That's that's my suggestion. You know, when I was a kid, I remember. OK, so th- this could be I read guess the like Bible a- together out loud as a family and discuss it. There we go. All right. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Gwenda. The bodyguard, that's like saying Die Hard is a Christmas see, movie because this- it happens at Christmas. All right. Gwenda. Why you come? Why you coming for me? I see you. I see you. Yes. But it was, it was, hey, it was what I had. Um, as a child, we, I would try to go to bed at like three or four in the afternoon so that we could wake up. Because to me, as soon as Christmas hit, it was, it was Christmas. Like, so as soon as midnight hit, I'm like, hey, it's fair game. Can I open my gifts? <laughs> yes. That, that's that. Oh, gosh. That's funny. All right, so I've got a question for you. Okay. came in on Instagram today. Mm-hmm. Bob's got that in the queue here. So we're going to pull that up. This is from a young uh, college student. Okay. Monique, thank you for what you do. I need your help. Okay. 
I am supposed to start student teaching in a month. Uh-huh. I should be excited. Uh-huh. But I am anything but. I am scared. Aww. I'm scared I will run into CRT and BLM stuff. I'm afraid I will be called a racist and a teacher who doesn't care about black children. I don't want to give in to things I don't think are good or teach children things I think about think I think about bad for them. Maybe she means I think are bad for them. However, I don't want to look unloving. I don't even know where to begin, honestly. Um, do you have any tips for me? How do I deal with these situations? What things do you think I need to study? I don't know where to begin. Wow. This... But we get these messages all the time. I picked this one because it was very indicative of pick your situation, student teaching, um, my my workplace, um, my daughter-in-law, you know, pick your situation. Mm-hmm. This is very indicative of what a lot of people are asking us is, yeah. is what do I do? Yeah. The answer isn't easy. I mean, it, it's going to be, to me, it's going to, it's going to start to come down to a thing of truth and choice, truth and, you know, standing and when I say choice, I mean choosing virtue. You know, how do we how do we stay in the truth, choose virtue, and stand? And that's going to put us in risk of potentially being fired. That's going to put us in a category where it's like I can potentially be canceled, and no one wants to hear that or have that conversation. Um, especially, you know, you're young, you're going into your career, you're really passionate about it. And we have to, we have to choose to stand for truth in a, in a culture, in a world that's saying, you know, everything that you believe potentially is untrue or is unvirtuous. Yeah. I think like, um, we got a, a thing this week from somebody about the San Diego school district, about a training that they were putting their teachers through. And mm-hmm. it's basically, they were having them recite, I am a racist. Yeah. Like not, not even, not even, you know, playing around or, you know, saying something like that. It was like verbatim. Yeah. I am a racist. Repeat after me. I am a racist. This was the training. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of this kind of American, Americanized Marxism re-education program that we're, currently putting a lot of our educators through we get these letters all the time but you know what i'm gonna i didn't plan on doing this but yesterday yeah but yesterday we talked to somebody yeah who who she said we're not gonna say what institution she's at but she's in we'll say she's in higher education Mm -hmm. she her employer was making them all the the professors sign what i called months ago yeah. I predicted there woke statements. There will be woke statements mm-hmm. and you will be asked to sign these things. And now here she is of like, I will advocate for anti-racist policies. I will do all these things. And she, to her courage, didn't dis- do it. Decided I will not sign this. Right now, and and she's at a, a university that's out here in Southern California, she, the statement is still voluntary. But it is coming to the point where if you aren't signing this, it's weeding out the the good from the bad, the virtuous from the invirtuous, unvirtuous, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk about this book. This book was sent to us by a really good friend of the ministry. I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants me to say her name. But um, it's called Live Not By Lies. 
And this book by Rod Dreher, I'm really early into it. I'm only just crossing into the second chapter, but it breaks down. It looks at um, like the issues with totalitarianism, communism, looking at um, like the Soviet bloc and compares it to what's happening today gives you kind of like a a helicopter view for the foundations of how or the a helicopter view for how we in America have set the foundations for some of the things we saw in some of the Soviet bloc and so um this book if it, it can I felt like I was crazy because I was like, I've been saying this for so long. How? No, I haven't. I haven't really heard anybody else say some of these things that I've thought that I haven't like aired publicly. And he really goes into it. He talks about, you know, this idea of of comfort and the Christian comfort that we find here in America and our need to stand and how even um, parts of of the Soviet Union fell because of the Christians or the Catholics stand. They're, they're saying them saying no, we will not, not today, and that was influential in some of the the Soviet Union falling. And so, some people are saying they've read that book. It's very powerful. It is. Awesome. Jessica Clark says, "Excellent, excellent book. Realistic and simultaneously yes. encouraging." Anne says, I just read it. It's powerful. Josie says it's on my Christmas list. So, yes. So we want to try to get this guy get it, on the show. This. Does anyone yes. have the hookup? Can they get yes. it? Does anybody know Mr. Rod? <laughs> um, but yes, if you want a, a, a bird's eye view into how we are being trained and primed and all of that for totalitarianism and what the church is called to do, this is a book for you. So Sarah says yeah. her pastor uh, recommended that book. Um, and another book someone's recommending is Erwin Lutzer, who I know is a very reputable Christian author, has a similar book out called We Will Not Be Silenced. Um, so, yes. Very yeah. good. Um, so I think that the bottom line of Aunt, going back to that question a minute is, you know, I think that people are going to we can't stay in a posture of how do I be nice? How do I get along? Because a lot of the comments we get is, well, how do I have this super complicated, potentially nuclear conversation without rocking the bow, without having any mm-hmm. consequence or impact? The, fir- the first rule of this is that's impossible. You can't do that. Yeah. If you have to understand that we live in a moment where many decisions we're making right now will potentially have impact. And some people are going to have to be willing to take a principled stand for virtue and have it cost their job or, you know, go back to our conversation a few weeks. So a few weeks ago with Abuna Anthony, you know, that there are consequences Mm -hmm. to these things. We cannot be in a posture where we think, well, I'm going to have a really hard conversation about, a worldview issue and have it have no consequence. Well, and, and another part of it though, is this is why at CFBU, the center for biblical unity, we are constantly talking about family. So when somebody takes their stand and it leads to that, to that moment of look, 
I got fired because I didn't go along with the rhetoric that I am a racist, that, um, you know, I should allow nine-year-old transgender children to do their thing because that is soon to be taught within your place of employment. The way that you think, they are going to tell you the way that you must think. And so how do we as the family, this is why it's important to understand that we are brothers and sisters. I'm going to rally around my family. I'm going to support my family. So when somebody comes and my family is in this pickle, we rally around. I just don't leave you by the wayside. Yeah, that's good. Um, Our friend Natasha Crane recently said, Allison is reminding me that every Christian needs to read Luther's book. We will not be silenced. That's another one that's in a similar vein to live not by lies. So it's good. Um, I don't know, Bob, did you see the message I sent you on Facebook? Um, yeah, there's some tweet you gave me. Yeah. I don't know if you can pull that up mm-hmm. real quick. So anyway, so that was a question. So this is just an example. You can scroll down a little bit. This is some screen caps from that San Diego document of, um, yeah, go ahead and scroll down a little bit, but people can go on Twitter and see this or, just Google it. But these are some of the things that they had to say, like you are a racist or well, go, go back down. Click on that one that says you are a racist. So in the chat, they wanted people in the training use one word to answer this question. How does this make you feel? This was in the teacher training. Yeah, there it is. So anyways, you can go Google that. There's some interesting things, but uh, the teach this is this is what teachers are going through right now and we are trying to uh monique's been working on a project of starting a facebook support group for educators and mm-hmm. we're getting it's coming in january yeah getting the piece, keep getting the pieces in place for that yes so okay i have a question for you okay good all right how'd you and bob meet oh gosh this isn't a real question yes it is and the viewers want to know no they don't that's not the chat there's no question about that the, the question you asked me wasn't in the chat either so what come now. something that people wrote in about? Somebody oh. can, one of y'all type that in the chat, please. How did you and Bob meet? <laughs> Thank you. There you go. It's coming. I know. One of them. So, um, oh, oh, Jessica. See? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. We met in college. We had classes together. We were both film uh, and television majors at Biola. And um, just started getting to know each other. We were friends and we started working on projects together. Ooh, them projects. Mm-hmm. The group project. It's a good way to get to know people. Group projects. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Laura's saying our anniversary is next week. Yeah, it is next week. Next Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it, it just was a matter of working on things together. And I really admire, I came to admire his work ethic and his sense of, responsibility and his quirky sense of humor he would always tell me cheesy jokes and make me laugh and we just had a good time together and um so yeah that's basically it that's how we met and he's the one that taught me everything i know about video production and and um he's taught me so much of what i know about everything uh he's just he was fun to be with because he's very intelligent and I could have a good conversation with him about the Bible. And um, we've been on a very long and hard and beautiful and crazy and amazing journey together. So, And how long has this journey been? 
Uh, we've been married. What is it, Bob? Like 28 years now? Next week? That sounds right. Yeah. 28 years. So that's what it is. Awesome. All right. All right. For, oh, yeah. For teachers, can um, consider joining Christian Teachers Lounge by Teach for the Heart on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Monique was on yeah, that was podcast. on that podcast. Um, I wanted to say oh, earlier Susanna, this year. I was a Biola Betty. Yes, I was. She was a Biola Betty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we're just doing Ask Us Anything. So go ahead and put your questions in the chat. And uh, while we're waiting for more questions to come in, I want to encourage everyone to go sign up right now while you're watching the show for our website email. Um, you know, we know that realistically we're going to wake up one day and be locked out of our social media accounts. So we want to be family. We're serious about it. Please go um, to the Center for Biblical Unity. Go to Theology Mom. Type in your email address so that you can stay in touch with us. So if you just. There will be a pop up as soon as yeah. you go to the. If you the wait website, two seconds. Yeah, two it, seconds. Bam, there it is. It'll, so go to centerforbiblicalunity.com and theologymom.com and go to all the things show.com and you can get. Submit your email and that way, if anything happens to us on Facebook or Insta, we can still have a way to communicate with each other. Um, in the new year. So make sure that you do that. Yeah, what? On Justin getting crazy. Hold on. Hold up, cousin. He, I will ask again. What was the hardest part of the semester for Monique? I will ask again. Excuse me. <laughs> I love Justin. Um, hardest part of the semester for me was... The reading. The reading. Yeah, the reading was... was was definitely hard um because you, you then you ain't nothing nice look at that um the reading was definitely hard because <laughs> because um of well when i came home and everybody knows this by now or you should or maybe you don't maybe it's your first time watching i don't know um because of the ptsd so the way that it it impacted or affected my brain was that it also affected some of my reading abilities and like some of the cognitive and um like memory and all of that like i i i literally read a whole book before school started didn't remember that i read it and went and read it again because I was like, oh, I need to read this book for my midterm. And then saw like all these notes. I was like, how did all these notes get in this book? It was me. So there was that. Yeah. Um, so people need to understand yeah. how much you've overcome. I mean, because, you know, the PTSD has been severe and, and you know, the, the miraculous journey that Monique and the courage that she's shown um, in two and a half years and how far she's come, like, in the beginning, doctor said, oh, she'll never work again. She'll yeah. she'll be on disability the rest of her life. Well, we're just going to, I told her, I said, well, Bob and I are just going to pray for you every day. We're going to pray for a miracle and yeah. we're just going to love you and we're going to see what happens because I'm not going to accept that as the final answer. But I don't even know that that was, I think the hardest part was just having to push through and do CFBU. Yeah. <laughs> like Launching like the, a ministry not, yeah. and, and starting seminary. Start, yeah, I didn't think I was going to get through it. and But I praise God because, um, yeah, it just, so I don't know. The reading, the the 
long nights. I remember traveling oh, and having gosh. to, you know, when she you're was on the listening East Coast. to a lecture when we were on the East Coast in the car while driving to our next speaking assignment or like my class ended at midnight because it ends at nine o'clock out here so it ended at midnight out there and then you have to be up the next morning to speak so yeah there there was a lot but i am so glad like i have learned i learned a lot about myself i am cranky when i don't get enough sleep okay (laughs) somebody has a question on facebook cheryl cheryl has a question on facebook are you guys reformed cheryl clark uh, she says, are you guys here. reformed? That's a very, the answer to that question is very simple. No, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> we are not reformed. Uh, I definitely, I, my husband and I were reformed for over a decade, uh, but I've kind of migrated away from that. Um, I would call myself kind of a charismatic Anglican. I might do a live stream about my whole journey through theology. Um, I'm thinking about maybe doing that this week. Um, but yeah, we were reformed for a long time, but, uh, not now. Monique's never been reformed. <laughs> you, you, what you mean? No, you've never been, no I've never been reformed. <laughs> when she I first came, not. she's like, what is this? I've never heard of this. Yes. So, but, um, yeah, no. we're both, no. uh, and fairly nothing wrong with, no. like, with being no. reformed. I just, that isn't, we're, we're just not, we're just not. Yeah. We're yeah. both, I would say maybe more charismatic, like, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what hoop I'm in. Like to me, there's three streams of Christianity. There's this, there's sort of like the more orthodox ancient stream. There's the evangelical Baptist reform stream. And then there's the charismatic stream. And I, I can see, I try to, I'm sort of eclectic. I try to pull like the best from all of those in, into kind of a coherent whole. So here's another question. Um, Anna Locklear on Facebook mm-hmm. says, Facebook uh, CFBU. Okay. Hello. You have mentioned teachers, but do you have any specific suggestions for social workers? Oh, I really wish in all of the, the social work groups I'm in. Uh, so I, I either am in like a social work group. So you or, used to be in social work. We yeah, should probably I, say. Be, I, I didn't have a MSW. I was in social service. I've social done service, everything yeah. in social service. Um, but between like, all of the social work groups I'm in or any of the um, like psychotherapist groups I'm in, they're like trauma groups. It's all from this CRT bend. Um, it's it's coming in in many, many, many ways. How to bring, how to think um, like from a critical race lens within your private practice. How to think from a critical race lens with your clients. It, Everything right now is hitting it from a critical race theory lens. And th- those are all of the, the trainings that are coming up. I'm in a couple of Christian social work groups on Facebook and it's there too. Yeah, I think it's that- not. I don't I honestly don't know short of starting a group for those in social service and um, psychology. psychology, you know, as, along with our educators group. I actually had someone reach out to us today. She, she sent me a message on um, on Facebook and was asking the exact same thing and just saying, you know, how she sees it coming into to the specific trainings. Like you have to well, have so many hours. Yeah. And if your hours, if you don't meet those hours then you can't continue to practice, but then the hours are all filled with CRT. Yeah. Well, we're hoping in the new year, we have a particular guest in mind that we're hoping can come on. She's been struggling with COVID since last February, actually, but she's finally on the mend. So um, she 
has a specialty in working with trauma and psychology. So we're hoping to get some some voices in the new year and that the Lord will keep bringing people to us as experts. There's um, another question on Facebook. Okay, which one? CFBU? Um, yes. Hannah Smith says, when having these when having these conversations and they start to get serious, I find many Christians answer with unity is most important. How do you recommend we respond? Um, yeah, that's a good question. We did a whole video with Elisa Childers about unity. Uh, you can go check that out on YouTube. Maybe one of our moderators, hopefully whoever is on Facebook can go put that in the link. Um, and, um, put that, uh, in the chat for you. Uh, we kind of covered that in detail, but the bottom line of that conversation is unity only comes through agreement on your worldview. So if you can't agree with somebody on what's true and what's real, the authority of scripture, it's, it's really hard to get to unity. Superficial unity says, Hey, we're going to have unity just because we're both Christians. That's niceness. That's niceness. But that's not real unity. Mm -hmm. That's just fake unity, superficial unity. True unity surpasses socioeconomic status. It surpasses race. It surpasses life backgrounds, life experience. And it's a unity around common and shared beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so in the case of historic Christianity, I would say you have to have a shared belief about the authority of scripture and that scripture is sufficient for everything in life and godliness. So I don't need to look to the culture to tell me how to be godly. I look to the scripture. I, I, I look to the scripture that tells me how to be uh, to, to live in holiness and walk uh, according to the commands of God. So it, that's the only way unity can come is, is shared beliefs. Um, so if somebody wants to talk about unity, you have to detect Oh, what kind of definition of unity are they talking about? Are they talking about real unity or superficial unity? And do they want to hide behind a cover story of, I don't want to have a hard conversation, which is often what that is. But for a longer discussion, you can see our YouTube video with Elisa Childers. It's on her, it's on her channel. It's probably mirrored on our channel too. There's a, I have a bunch of questions. Um, on I'm on Facebook. Do you follow any Christians who are law enforcement and in law working for change? Um, um, I, I'm wondering what change you're referring to, like change regarding like taking CRT out of practice or change regarding like what is the change that you're you're referring to? We don't follow anyone on. I mean, I follow somebody on social media, but we haven't had any public conversations about law enforcement issues we have had some private conversations with some people. Mm -hmm. It's something that we're, we're, we're still kind of working out and thinking through. It's a complicated issue and we aren't really having any public conversations yeah. about law enforcement at this point because we're still learning and researching. So um, let's see here. I love your friendship. Reminds me a lot of me and my best friend. Can you share something quirky, cute, fun fact about the other that we may not know. Oh Ooh, gosh. Go ahead. Come on. What you got? What you got for me? What you got? Oh, what you got for me? I don't like these on the spot yes. questions. What's yes. your favorite movie? What's your quirky thing? Come on, what you got for me? What do you what are you gonna share with them about me? <laughs> yeah, you go uh -uh. first. Let me think. Um, let's see. I'm not good at on the spot questions like that. 
a cute, quirky, fun facts about the other that we may not know. Um, I like Johnny Cash. About the other. Well, that might be a quirky, fun fact people don't know about me. But I'm supposed to reveal it. Everybody already knows that about me, maybe. Yes. (laughs) That, okay. So a quirky fun fact about Krista is that she really, really, really likes the Waldens. (laughs) And so there's this podcast you can listen to all about the secrets of the Waldens. Now, I have never heard, seen, nor knew about a Walden until... Walton. Walton. Not not Waldens. Oh, what was Walden? I don't know. Walton. Okay. The Waltons. The Waltons. Yes. I don't know about this. And so (laughs) one day I was like, what are you listening to? And she was like, it's all about the Waltons. And it was literally like Christmas day for her. And she was so excited. But I've never heard of this. And she... Yes, the TV show. Yeah. From the 70s. So there's that. I don't, I never knew. I literally never knew there was such a thing called the Waltons until very, very recently. You see, people know. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Mary Ellen. (laughs) Yeah. So all this time I've lived here and they will say at night, good night, Jim Bob or Jim Boy or Jim somebody. Good night, John Boy. And then they'll be like, good night, Mary Ellen. And I just thought that that was their tradition. I didn't know that these were real people from a TV show until I was like, what are the Waltons? And she was like, "We that's what we say. And da, da, da. Yeah. So that's that's a fact. What do you know about me? <laughs> didn't have no clue. Uh, well, uh, Monique. Uh, likes to dance in a former life. She was very much into dancing. She likes ballet. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she first came as one of the things, because I was trying to keep her busy. Oh my gosh. So I had her enroll in a dance class at the junior college. And she just complained every day about going there. Someday she had to ride the bus to the class. But I was trying to find like positive activities to help her brain begin to heal. It was, I, I wasn't it, complaining about the class. I was complaining about how many people there were, like because the college was overru- overcrowded. Yeah, it yeah. was overcrowded and it was hard to find parking and yeah. it was just a mess. But she she does enjoy dance and when she first went to Africa, she thought that maybe she would do like dance therapy with, with the children. Mm-hmm. And so, but she's never danced for me. I, she wouldn't let us come to a recital I, I this for all I know this could all be pretend. <laughs> this might just be an imaginary story. I don't know. So, oh, one day I'll show you my business cards I had made. Um, so here's something. When I was, gosh, I had to be like 20. I led a dance group, um, and we were called Anointed Steps. Anointed steps. Anointed steps. <laughs> and I had business cards made. It was so funny. It was so cute. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Goodness. Okay. Um, what is Krista's favorite Johnny Cash song? Oh, everyone. Everyone. Look at this. Let me show you this. Sorry. Pardon me. So we went to the Johnny Cash Museum, and I guess she had this tape when she was a kid. And I guess she probably wore it out the tape. <laughs> Yeah, this is a tape but I was able to find this tape and ordered it while we were at the Johnny Cash Museum and she didn't even know until we got home and it came in the mail but now she won't open it I wouldn't open it either this is like 
It's a collector's yeah. item. It even has like this 1980s sticker on it right here. A believer sings the truth. I had got that tape when I was about, I don't know, nine or 10 years old. My favorite song on here is Old Chunk of Coal. I'm just an old chunk of coal. I'm going to be a diamond someday. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Yeah. So, yes. So, you can look up on YouTube. I did a little interview on the 2819 show about uh, my fascination with Johnny Cash. Maybe one of the moderators will put it in the chat. Here's a question. How did uh, Monique, how did your 20-page paper turn out? It turned out to be 18 pages. <laughs> And I am waiting for my grade on uh, for my. Other, OK, so that was for hermeneutics. But for my theology class, I got I had 100 percent on one paper. And because we had two in that final in that class, one one paper turned out to be like five pages, I think. And so it was smaller and I got 100 percent. And then the other paper. I got 42 out of 50. So very good. I have an A in that class. Thanks to those of you who are signing up on our website. I'm starting to get those alerts. So yeah, if you haven't yet go to our websites, make sure that you stay connected with us because we don't know what's happening in the new year and we never know when we're going to get locked out of our accounts. So uh, if you want to stay in touch with us, uh, just go to our websites and give us your email. We're not going to spam you, but we just want to have a way to continue to, to, connect with the family. So um, let's see. Uh, We should probably mention a quick word here about our virtual book clubs. Uh, uh, I was reading the comments. I was quite shocked and surprised. The Confronting Injustice Without Compromising Truth book club is sold out. But we still have room in two other groups. Uh, We've got uh, Melissa Palou's group of Beyond Racial Gridlock is still open. And our friend Karis Miles' club on The Third Option, which is a great book. If people are just getting started in the conversation, go there. So you can go to our website, go to centerforbiblicalunity.com backslash book dash clubs and get registered um, for that. All right. What is what's the next? What's up next? Um, I'm going to start at the bottom and make my way up. How did you and Monique meet? What do you most appreciate about each other? Well, first oh. of all, I want to see, see see that Candy said she was also part of a dance group called Steps of Faith. And they also had business cards. Hey! <laughs> yeah! That man, oh man, I have so many memories of, of dancing. Yes, And yes, Justin yes. says he likes Boy Named Sue as his favorite Johnny Cash song. So that's a good one. Oh, that is. that. That's a funny song. A boy named Sue. Monique's heard that a few times. Only every time we get in the car to go anywhere. Anywhere. Oh. I like that Um, this one girl, I think her name is Halsey. She redid some, a Johnny Cash song. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Um, How did you meet? What do you appreciate about each other? Who's asking that? Eula. Oh, Eula. All right. I'll answer for Eula. All right. Can we get like some Christmas music or something underneath us or? Oh, while we're waiting to, while you're about to answer that one, um, Reggie says, where are you doing your schooling? I'm at Biola at Talbot, their seminary. Okay. All right. Okay. So how we met, um, there is an old broadcast where we talk about it. If one of the moderators can put it in the chat, um, there's, 
it's uh, I think it's on the question of does God still speak today in visions and dreams? Yeah. And we talk a little bit about our story, but basically the short version is that I had a dream in, I think it was like November the 7th, 2017. And I was about an American black woman living in South Africa in a very violent part of South Africa. And her name was Mo. And she had a very big smile and she lived by the ocean. And there were these large rock formations by the, by the water where the water would crash into the rock formations that she worked with traumatized children. Oh, that was a very specific dream. So I got up in the night. I wrote it all out on my phone. I had a, a note about it in my phone. And I thought, oh, this is, I was really vivid. Like, Lord, what is that? And so I was just asking the Lord this about the charismatic it. charismatic part of us people. Yeah. <laughs> in case you were wondering where it shows up at. <laughs> we not reformed. Yeah. We not sensationist. No. Uh, so, um, a few days later, I was on Facebook and we have a mutual friend who reposted a message that Monique was giving at one of her missionary sponsoring churches up in Northern California. And so I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this post by my friend and I was looking at this picture of this woman and I said, oh my goodness, that's the woman in my dream. And so in a moment of impulsivity, I wrote on the 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 comments, I think I had a prophetic dream about you. And then Monique messages me, I don't know, a few minutes later, she's like, we got to talk. <laughs> and I don't even know her from Adam. So we had a phone call and then I went off to ETS and, and uh, no, I went to ETS first and then we had the phone call. I made you wait a few weeks. And Worked my last <laughs> nerve. I was trying to like, is the, is the Lord giving you a dream that I'm in like disobedience? Like, is this a... Uh, yeah, that situation. was a big concern you had. I was like, what in the world? No. So then we finally talked on the phone in early December. And um, then we just kind of started a friendship. And then we didn't meet face to face until June the 3rd of 2018. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like, I don't know what in the world this is. Like, oh, they said the background music's a little loud. Yeah. All right. Like, what in the world? And, um... Yeah, but I saw the dream. I read the dream. Because uh, she I, saw it. I showed it to her on yeah, my she phone. she showed it to me on her phone. Unfortunately, that phone um, went for a dunk, but it, yes. It really did. So you can <laughs> like see the date, like all the things. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like literally it was on this date, which would have been before I would have spoke at the church that I was speaking at or anything. And so, yeah, I there, but there it is. There yeah. it is. Um, David Hampton says wait, he wants to see see you dance. <laughs> you and me both, David. <laughs> I twirl around here sometimes, but not really. Um, what 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 do you appreciate about each other? What do you appreciate about me? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't like these kind of questions. Not how my brain works. Yeah. Um, what do you appreciate about me? What do I appreciate about you? Uh. Well, you make me laugh. Um, you, you're very intuitive about people. Um, you can read people pretty quick, and I'm a little slower than you at reading people. 
Um, I appreciate that you really want to know the truth about things. Um, that you think of ways you think of things that I haven't considered like you know I might be thinking about a problem solving a problem this way and then you ask like some random question from the side and then I'll be like okay yeah I haven't thought about that all right well, how could we fit that into the the solution too and I think we talk a lot about like conversations that I've had with you that where I challenged you or asked questions but we haven't talked a lot about ways that you've challenged me or what I've I've learned and it's just because always the spotlight's on you and that's just always the venue, but... Well, what have you learned? Um, who's the better cook? That's easy, Douglas. That's Monique. I'm a, not a good cook. <laughs> and she's taught Abby to cook while she's been here. That's very, we're very grateful. Well, what have you learned? <laughs> um, gosh, so much. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about it. No, it might we haven't. Be, might be super disorganized um well i didn't know i had never heard the the term systemic racism before you moved in and and so i'd never heard of the definition of racism as prejudice plus power <clears throat> i'd never thought about anything related to um just inadvertently like overlooking people like you know there was just a lot of a lot of things that you would bring up and have like okay well let me let me think about that I've never thought about that before I would say that a lot is you know well you're raising a question I haven't considered before let me think about that um I think that um you taught me how to how to stand up for myself more how not to just cave in or be nice always and not, not like in a mean way but just like that it was okay to have a different position and to stand up for myself and that that wouldn't be the end of the world like I was so terrified of that in the beginning of like well what what would happen or what would be the consequence and I've learned how to be okay with whatever the consequences are um I've learned that uh like I'll never forget the <clears throat> we both had situations in in us public places where people were um disrespectful to each of us like was one time we were trying to get some medicine for you mm -hmm. and I had to sort out I thought Chris was going to cut this woman the I was like wait was, a minute y'all <laughs> I was pretty I was pretty hot uh, with the clerk there's an older white woman and she was she was talking about Monique while talking to me and Monique was standing right there and I'm like finally I just looked at her and I'm like what is she doing <laughs> and then I just kind of lost my temper because I just felt like she was acting very demeaning for Monique. It's like, she's a grown adult. She's standing right here. Why don't you just talk to her? And she had some convoluted story about why she couldn't give you the medicine. And it was, 
I don't know if I ever would have noticed mm-hmm. that before. But then there was one time we were in Costco and some gentleman gentleman was coming for me. Mm-hmm. He was screaming at me. And then you walked up and said, you know, what's going on here? Well, he was that surprised. That was not my my best moment. He that was, was he was not. very surprised that that you were you were with me because you and Abby went to go get something, and yeah. I was in the Costco line. Mm-hmm. And then he was he I'm sure very short, and he 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 didn't see me. I guess he had to be like six three. And he said I cut in line in front of him. I said no, I didn't. So you've really taught me like how to stand up for myself. So I wasn't going to just get yeah. out of line. No. And he was screaming at me. And, and the, then I walked up. And then she walked up. And she's like, what's going on? And he was super confused. Yeah. And then he tried to yell at me. And I was like, not today. And all of me came out. All of them. He got, he got me. And then they came over and they sent him to another line. You, you can take the girl out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the girl. I, I, it, psh, the devil is a lie. You ain't talking to me like you crazy. And yes, but that was a horrible situation. We won't talk about that. Yeah, so I don't know. That's what, that's I don't know. What, okay. Those are some of the things I've learned from you. Uh, what I appreciate appreciate about you is um, your love of scripture. I think you've taught me how to appreciate scripture more and not just like take it because this, this verse says it, but like, what does this verse really mean? Um, and how should it be applied? What's the context of it? Um, so I think that, I think just the way that you, um, you've given to me, like we've had a long road with me coming home and, um, you know, not really sure what to expect. Would I ever work again? Um, well, Cause that whole first year was, was just, that was peculiar. It was just trying to help stabilize you. Mm-hmm. Um, the PTSD was severe. Like, I don't, we've never talked about like how really severe it was yeah. and people don't understand. It was, it was, it was scary. It was so severe. And, um, my heart goes out for people that, uh, come home from war yeah. and what their spouses go through. It's, it, <clears throat> it was, it was very difficult. We, we endured like trying to get her on disability <laughs> and, that was a whole mess and you know because that's what they said that you could do you'll you'll just be on disability your whole life Mm -hmm. not exactly no okay um oh jeremy we need to i need to make my way back up um if you if you could swap swap lives lives for a day freaky friday style how would you spend the day oh boy I, what's, I've never seen Freaky Friday. Oh, you never have? Oh, that's no, my favorite movie swap when I was lives. a kid. Oh, so I would be you and you would be me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Um, What would I spend the day doing? <laughs> I would probably wash my hair over and over again. Because <laughs> it's so much easier than washing yeah. your hair. Yeah. I would probably, that's probably what I would do over and over and over again and just be like, wow, all right, shake it or I don't know, something. <laughs> That's what I would do because it's I, I would, different. I would, I would get things that are up on the top shelf of the cabinet. Yeah, because I would be tall. There it is. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think Monique would probably make a bunch of decisions for me that she wishes I would make. There's that, and she would just make them all for me in the one day. Or Chris, whereas I'm like very deliberative and yeah. oh, and that's something else. But I think you've taught me to slow down and think about things. I'm very like bang, like this is what mine says. We're done. Go for the next thing. Like quick decision. Uh, uh, uh. And she, you know, I've 
never thought about that before. You know, I'm going to take some time. I need to, I need to think. Let me think about that. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, so if she was me for a day, she would just make all the decisions that, I, that I'm just kind of taking my time through. Ooh, what makes you cry? Oh, what ver- First of all, Justin oh, wait, wants to know which version of Freaky Friday is your favorite? Oh, definitely the 1970s Jodie Foster version. I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. All right, Jeremy. There are no <laughs> such things as too many movies. Ah, okay. Um, all right. So what's the other question? What makes you cry? Film moments oh, or something literary or poetic? <laughs> Ugh, well, I cry a lot less now than I did before I started going to therapy 15 years ago. I, I'm very sensitive. And, um, uh, one of my bosses at work even <laughs> mentioned it once. It's like, I just cry too much. So, yeah, it, I had to work on that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I. Yeah, if anybody watched the uh, book launch party with Thaddeus, I mean, oh, that was... I was very emotional about J.P. Moreland coming on because I just have so much admiration for him. And it just kind of like flooded me um, right in that moment. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just... It's just a way that God has made me. And I try to turn it to my benefit, but it's it definitely is a struggle for me at times. Like, I think what makes me cry is is just um, two things is if I can identify with somebody's pain because it's similar to something I've been through. um, That is very emotional for me because I've been through some really hard things in my life, Mm -hmm. but also um, like gratitude mm. makes me makes me cry mm. like overwhelming senses of of gratitude mm. like talking about my my grandparents that always makes me cry or um you know talking about things that my mother has done for me or um just just anytime I'm talking about a, a spe- specifically a person who's really poured into my life yeah, that that gets me to cry. What about you? I'm surprised you didn't cry when you was talking about me. I, then. Wait a minute, hold on. What you trying to say? Um, I I don't tend to be a crier, uh, except if she's yeah. really angry. If I'm really if I'm really angry, yeah, yeah, that that generally tends to to make me like I just feel like I have no other outlet. There it is. Um, what else could make me cry? Um. Uh, I don't know. I I think you nailed it. Like when I'm when I'm really like when you feel like you're just sort of out of options and you're very exasperated, then you know that'll come. Like or or a, or a hard memory. Um. Yeah. But I think. Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. Just being angry. Or. Um, you know, I really cry when I'm tired. <laughs> when I oh, am, yeah. <laughs> when I'm overly tired, like to the max, I generally am like, no, 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 I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, so there's okay. That. Let's hop over um, to Facebook here. Uh, Katarina says, "Have you guys faced any threats of funding cuts, or are you anticipating it?" Um, no, we have. Well, we don't accept any public money. We don't have any grants. We're kind of too too little for that yet. Um. We have, or I've noticed that I think with, I don't know if it's the holidays, I don't know if it's the season, but some of our monthly giving has gone down, but I don't think that that's a threat because of like a message that we've, you know, 
we've put out there or anything like that. But yeah, no, we haven't. I think the biggest threat we face on social media is that we're watching our analytics tank mm -hmm. um, where we have built up, you know, these numbers, but are even though we have on paper, you know, thousands of people following us, we have almost 20,000 people following us between you, our platforms, between yeah. all our platforms, but our posts will only propagate to a few hundred people. Mm -hmm. And so then that then is in a way a thing that restricts funding because we don't have a way of like telling people about needs or what's happening or anything, but we're just trusting the Lord to provide. And um, so, but you know, that's why the shares and the likes and the comments are so important because it helps to overcome those, those, things what book of the bible do you like most and or get the most wisdom from that's the question but reggie says sounds like you learned some street smarts toughness from monique yeah. yes she did <laughs> yes she did okay so what book of the bible do you like the most oh. and or get the most wisdom from i'll start i will say that um my favorite book of the bible has got to be jeremiah mm. um i just i don't know there's something about the the way that god like God explaining, especially in the beginning, like I've known you, um, the, the idea that, that God is present from our very beginning. Um, the fact that Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Uh, but I think the, the person I like most in the Bible is Peter because he cut off the ear and I'm just like, sometimes you got to have an ear cutting off attitude. That's just me. Um, I probably, my favorite book, this is a tough one. But maybe Ephesians, because there's just so much foundational truth in if the book of Ephesians. Oh, yeah, that's you know, a good one. I, I should have said that one too. I really like. So Reggie says, have you had Allie Beth Stucky on your show? No, no. we need to. I was but, on her show. Yeah, Monique was on her show. Yes. I Please answer Jeremy. Oh, we already oh, did that. We already did that. Okay. Yeah. It, it, just to be having exclamation points and stuff. Justin. Justin. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Um, so a really quick um, little announcement, little house cleaning announcement. So once again, this is the last show of the year. Uh, Monique is going away to write uh, the small group curriculum. So please be in prayer for her as she's doing that. And we want to let you know that we're going to be taking off the whole month of January from the show uh, we just have a lot going on we've got some speaking engagements and it's the new year and it's just there's just a lot happening in january we want to make sure that monique has time to finish up the small group curriculum and that we're all ready to film and our hope is to release the small group curriculum in june so we have a very compressed time um timeline for that but maybe i thought it would be good if you could kind of share some of the vision that you have for cfbu for the new year and where we're going yes um i wanted to say justin i was just playing you know you like my favorite cousin don't play no games he said sorry <laughs> i'm just messing with you justin and then um auntie laura said to scroll up because there are lots of good questions up there okay. um for for cfbu for the new year in reading this book, Live Not By Lies, I was just like, Lord, like there were, there were so many things I felt like that were confirmed, like the idea of family. And 
and I don't want to give away like spoilers or anything, but there's there's a concept in there of gathering people together, gathering the body together as family. And what does it mean when we gather together as family? And so this is something that I am that we are definitely going to keep that that spirit within CFBU a family that we will come together, you know, for our family meetings and that we like that's just it that that is I feel like one race, one people, one savior. Um because because or because of that we are family and so that's something that we're going to keep going with um and i'm look i'm considering how do we grow that that attitude um and how do we continue to bring that attitude before all of you but in addition to that we have our conference that'll be coming up in june and curriculum we have have the up conference conference and and the curriculum. curriculum that will come out both of those are in june and they the curriculum should drop on the day that the conference happens. Yeah. That's the goal. Aside from that, looking at, um, you know, how are, what is our, our method for outreach? What are the, the ways that we are reaching people with the message of unity, a message of family and a message that stands for historic Christianity. Mm-hmm. So looking at our like nine, we're, we're going to start producing 90 second videos. 60 to 90 second videos of short answer questions. You know, how can we just respond to something or um, in a way that is thought out, but where you don't have to sit through a whole show to get the answer, you know, kind of a a quick bite. Um, I know I'm probably missing a whole bunch. So we just went away for a planning retreat and we have like all of these things down for 21, 22 and 23. And then um, we got our book groups. The the book groups are are going. We're um, starting Facebook groups. I'm excited about the Facebook groups because one, we're doing one for educators, which is so needed, but we're also doing one for parents of kids, of kids who have gone woke. So, you know, moms, dads, your children are now in the social justice movement and they've canceled you, you know, come into to a group and find support for that app where you can ask questions and be resourced. And then the next, the next group that we'll do is for um, parents who are, you know, like either in mixed race families or have adopted children that may be of a different ethnicity than you. And, you know, what is, what are the supports that are needed within that? We have received a lot of letters from people who say, you know, I, I'm, I'm white and I've adopted a black kid. And now, you know, I feel ashamed. Am I taking the culture away from this child or my friends have canceled me because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. We, we've noticed a lot of, of issues or, or concerns within adoptive parenting in this season and so we're starting a group specifically for that i'm excited about that and i'm i'm just excited to to be out to speak to meet the family that is that's it you know this is this and we're we're willing to travel um we're not going to be locked up in california um things on the horizon for me is i'm doing a hermeneutics class in the spring um and i'm really excited about that it's already full but hopefully i'll be if it goes well i'll be offering more classes Monique and I are writing right now two classes for a ministry school, a seminary of one is going to be on a theology of race and the other is going to be on a theology of justice class that we're going to be rolling out in 2021. And so I've been working on those. So really trying to mobilize, educate people and as well as bring them together. Uh, Yule is asking, are you planning an event a, a non-online event for so people can meet you in person. Well, 
that raises a great point that Monique is accepting speaking invitations. Um, some people might want me to tag along to the speaking invitation. So, you know, now's the time uh, we have. If you just go to the Center for Biblical Unity website, you can click on speaking and um, request and start a conversation yeah. there. But we're open uh, to traveling. And, you know, one of the everything. things that was awesome over the summer, what and you didn't get a chance to go because you got sick. Yeah. But, you know, I was invited. We were invited to come and speak at a church and, you know, people like there were people and they're like oh my gosh like that was what was so fun about the maven yeah event. the maven event a few weeks like, ago we were there together and then it was like oh my gosh i've i've been following you or i am you know and i'm like oh my gosh that's your handle yes yes <laughs> you know and when i was in santa rosa it was the same thing it was yeah like, oh my gosh yes i we get to to touch and to put a face to the name the name or the handle yeah. that so, we're all, we're so used to seeing and we're definitely so we're definitely up for traveling we're not afraid um and we're trusting the lord so if you if you live in a state that is more open and free um get creative yeah get like, creative yeah y'all we we own you know facebook put it on facebook put it on youtube and be like hey how many of y'all want to get together if you're in the chicago area and have them come out yeah just get creative you know that that's really all it takes um and then wait there's a question of who is the curriculum going to be for it's going to be for uh like churches small groups um it'll be a a component of some some discussion some bible study as well as a teaching portion from monique so that's going to be the this i think it'll be six weeks six weeks a six-week dive yes Yes, yes. Okay, there's, there's a really good question of oh, read yeah. journal love. I don't know, it's on YouTube. I don't see it. Um, you might have to scroll up a little bit. Do you think this is an interesting question? Do you think the word of the year is like the law of attraction? It's so popular in Christian circles. Should we take part in it? I've done it for three years, but I, I'm questioning it now. I. What's the word of the year? I like, do they release one? No, I think it's when you ask the Lord. Oh, like, to give you a word. Give you a word or a verse for the year. And do you remember what your what your word was this year? You had one at the beginning of the year. I'm trying to remember what that was. No, what had happened was. What happened was. What had happened was is someone, I was at church. Hmm. And that wasn't even this year. That wasn't 2020. Was that 2019? That was 2019. Oh. I was because I was working at a church. Okay. And someone walked up to me and was like, the Lord told me that this should be your word for the year. But I don't know. I don't remember what that word was. And I don't even know that it, it was. It didn't stick with you. No. No. And I remember coming home and asking you, like, what is. Was, what? Like, yeah. But now that makes sense. Um, I, I think that there are time i guess maybe times and seasons for i don't know i don't yeah i, I have to think about that some more but what do you, i, I what mean do you i'm say? i'm open to it. i don't think it has to be like the law of attraction i don't think it has to be some new age idea i mean i i think because monique and i do think that the holy spirit speaks to us and you know according to james oh. chapter one you know it says that if you lack wisdom ask of god he will give generously to to me i have an expectation i'm in the hear the shepherd's voice now we have to test those spirits and make sure that you know we're we're really hearing from the lord and not mm-hmm. the enemy and so i'm all for testing um it says in uh first thessalonians to 
test all things. And so, yeah, I, I but both Monique and I do do believe that the Lord speaks to us and and we run the ministry according to what we what where we think the Lord is guiding yeah. us. And and so, you know, like if if you, if the Lord really impresses on your heart, like some vision for the year or some some scripture uh that he he wants to open up for you i mean i don't think that's necessarily a a bad or wrong thing it doesn't have to be a a new agey thing of like this is my declaration and i'm gonna you know i say this over myself a good example of that is when we went away um to to plan for cfbu i was praying lord you know if there's if there's a verse or you know something that we can take away Mm. to be able to speak over cfbu for this next season what would that be like what what is your heart for cfbu like i I want it to be based in the word and um what i believe he put in my heart was psalm 23 and just to believe like you know the lord is our shepherd and we shall not want and you know like all of what psalms 23 is and yeah there's and we gonna set be, it together yeah. there at the hotel room there's, and yeah. we prayed through it together and that's just scripture yeah and we felt like the lord was really bringing our hearts around that yeah. that psalm as something that you know we could stand on we and, could stand and, yeah. on and pray about in the, in the new year so yeah. that's a good example yeah. um coffee or tea coffee tea yeah black tea with cream and sugar now if it is going to be tea it needs to be rooibos tea which means red bush tea from south africa um dunkin donuts or starbucks that justin says this is an important question starbucks I've I don't think I've ever had coffee from Dunkin' Donuts just because I'm not a donut kind of person. I love donuts. It's a, such a problem. But Starbucks is like, uh, I I'll take it because that's what's there. We but. have a Dunkin' Donuts like drive-through in our town. I, mean, I I have to avoid it. Where? On on a mountain. Who knew? I never knew. That's deep. Yeah, it's right across street from the Black Hair Shop. I never knew. That's deep. <laughs> I only go to the black hair shop. I don't go there. Do you have concerns about the state of the church? What are top few things, areas that are urgent in order to save the church? Oh, gosh. Ooh, young. So I, this, yes. the last statement here, strengthening what remains. I did a, a Facebook post this week. I said, like, now's the time to shore up your faith um, while things are still relatively quiet. This is kind of what I'm noticing. And I did a whole podcast on this. Uh, it's called Reshuffling the Deck that I did a month or so ago. So whoever asked that young, whoever that is, uh, if you want to go check out that podcast, I kind of go over the state of the church and a bunch of thoughts answering this question. But I think that what we have to know is that I'm noticing is people don't have strong theology education. So they, they really struggle to discern um, what's happening in the culture or when things start going away. And so then they'll, They'll say things like, well, it just didn't sit right with me or or I, I had a funny feeling about it. Well, we got to do better than that. We can't just have funny feelings about when things get doctrinally askew. And then they write into the ministry and they want Monique and I to um, unpack the error. And we can't do that for everybody. Hmm. So what you're going to have to do is take the time to equip and train yourself uh, and there's tons of resources uh, on the internet where you can do that. 
Um, but read some books, take some classes, and now's the time you got to shore up your doctrine. You got to be more solid in what you think. I think that um, what, what was the bottom of the question? I'm, uh, Strengthening what remains. No. Um, what are okay? A few things. Areas that are urgent in order to save the church. One of the things that I um, am, I think, passionate about or very concerned about within the church is our lack of understanding or always being behind the cultural narrative, like understanding what's happening, what's coming into the church from culture, and then being so seeker sensitive or wanting to be so relevant with culture that we are uber sympathetic in in allowing certain things in. I think... Um, to Krista's point, you know, understanding doctrine and being more theologically sound and in your education will help to keep the the wolves out. But I feel like we need to shore up what what's happening. I need to understand, look, this wolf might have different color fur, but he's still a wolf. You know, I can't I can't let wolves get close to the sheep. And I also don't want to be so friendly with the wolves, you know, that that they have a, a inroad. So I don't know. For me, it's, it's this cultural thing of like you know we can't be so so nice with culture that we 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 spend far too much yeah. energy wanting to be liked yes, by the culture it. and and yes. not rocking the boat. And we yes. just we just want to be liked. That that's that's not the approach. I'm going to ask the moderators to put a link to the reshuffling the deck podcast in the comments young says i'm fairly new to you hey welcome we are glad you are here so the uh, our moderators will put that in the chat for you young so you can um uh do that oh this is a good question justin's asking what was your favorite show of the year i would love people to put their favorite show yeah, of the year in the chat show? allison said her favorite show was the one with abuna anthony a few weeks ago, hands down. Um, see, the wolf might have different color fur, but he's still a wolf. That is, a, see, Jeremy, you see what seminary do? Praise him. Um, my favorite show this year, though, was um, the one with Uncle Dr. Pat Sawyer. Oh, and uh, August, yeah. the sy- systematic, systemic sy- racism. Sy- racism, systemic racism. Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Last year, we picked our favorite show was the one with Jamal Bandy on mm-hmm, the Woke Church. Mm-hmm. I think we should think about that. What was my... F- or Edwin. Cousin Edwin. Oh, oh that was I the show. Him. That was the Dang. show that kind of that kind of blew things up for us was the, the interview that we did with Edwin Ramirez uh, from uh, Proverbial Life. Mm-hmm. That one was probably our most viewed show of the year. Yeah. That one in the Neil Shenvey book review show. Um definitely big ones uh let's see my favorite show yeah that's a tough one another good one we had was the one with carol swain remember that one almost didn't happen that that was yeah she called like an hour before she's like do we, we sorry, Auntie Carol. We didn't mean to put you out there like that. <laughs> oh, someone said the one with the ex-social justice warrior, um, Carrie Smith. Carrie I just, Smith. I just talked to Carrie today. They're friends. Yeah, yes, I do. I do really appreciate her. The Great Awakening was earlier this year, right? Seems so long ago. That was January. Yes, yes it that was. That was the uh, WEA conference. Oh, uh, another good one was the conversation with Corey Miller on Critical Theory Comes mm-hmm. to Christian College. Was Jesus a socialist? That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. 
man. There's we we've had we've had a lot of good ones. Um, what's been what's been a highlight for you this year? I mean, I know that 2020 has been 2020, y'all. But what's been a highlight for you? Um, boy. It's been such a mixed year. I mean, it's been hard with the virus. I haven't been doing very well, I don't think, with all the the lockdowns in our state. I'm struggling. So that feels like kind of a, a, a low life for me. I think a highlight, highlight would definitely be the WIA conference back in January, getting to do that very first talk with you. It was it was hard. It was really hard because you were still thinking through so many things and people don't understand. Like I remember being like flat out, we will not say this. Yeah, and there were things yes. that she would not let yes. me say that she probably would let like, me say now. No, no, I don't agree with that. No. But you but she was still very careful and and was still wanted room to think through things and I don't think people had a real appreciation for that. Mm. Um, we had a lot of hard conversations about getting to that point. Um, Jeremy says, oh, sorry, were you going to say something else? No. I mean, Jeremy said, is a highlight in 2020? Is that a trick question? Well, the word says, whatever is good, we should focus on those things too. So, um, yeah, I think I'll answer it too. Um, y'all would be most welcome here in Texas. Mm-hmm. I know a few people that would have us come. Um, Monique thinks that Texas is going to be blue in about 10 years. Yeah, I think Texas will be completely blue in 10 years. Um, Let me see. What was I going to say now? Okay. Um, The highlight for me was starting CFBU, like watching CFBU just kind of morph into what it is right now. getting our 501c3 on September 12th. That was a, a, an Uber highlight. Um, doing the the WIA talk. The WIA talk has to be my funniest moment of the year because the spider cross, ca- crawled across the stage and I wanted to freak out. Uh, but it was that moment. It was at WIA when people would walk up and were like, yes, I was canceled. My husband was fired because... And we had quite... I, I felt like I had five, six stories of people being like, yes, this is ha- this has impacted me in this way. And that's, I think, where I began to understand that the Lord was calling me out to be able to, to, to bring me into something else um, for him and not just mm-hmm. for, you know, my own, my own stuff. But I was, re- yeah, I was reminding Monique today that I felt like I had, yeah, a word of knowledge Man, some people are t- going to turn us off right now about this. But um, last November 9th, 2019, we did the show on Harriet Tubman. That was over a year ago. That was before your your Center for Biblical Unity paperwork or anything. And I remember going to that film and having the thought that I felt like it was a word of knowledge from the Lord that you would be like Harriet Tubman. I know what you was talking about that you would help bring people out of this error and you didn't have that vision at all. Because I didn't know how far out we was talking about. I'm like, out like... Yeah, and I remember you were 
very resistant to that. And then we were in the throes of trying to get that women in apologetics talk together and, and just fighting our way through that. And here I am sitting across the table from you saying, you know, I think what God's vision is, is you're going to have a ministry helping to pull people out of critical race theory. And it's going to be like bringing freedom to people intellectually in their minds, the way that Harriet Tubman brought freedom to, to people, you know, physically. And you just, that didn't go, that was went down like a rat sandwich, but I, Hey, that's a delicacy in some places. <laughs> Don't trip. So, you know, now looking back on it, it, now maybe, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I have no idea. I just, I am extremely grateful. This, this year has definitely been hard. I mean, I mean, it's, it's been 2020, but in the midst of it being 2020, I've seen the Lord's provision. I've seen his grace. I've seen his, his favor. And I am excited to see what happens in 2021. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward expectantly and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm glad for that. And I'm glad for, I am so excited for the people that, that we've got, like had the opportunity to meet. We met someone yesterday on Zoom. Oh yeah. And, um, she wrote me a, a email. Like I, I read it this morning and she was like, you know, what was so cool about our whole conversation was that, it didn't feel like I was meeting someone for the first time. It felt like I was just talking to someone I hadn't talked to in a while. Like an old friend. An old friend. And I'm like, that's because we're family. Like when when you get that that in your heart and you understand truly that it's not about what culture's telling you it's about and that the scripture really is true that we have been brought into the family. I don't have to treat you like a stranger. You know, like I can legit come up to you and we can have this conversation yeah. and we can do what we got to do because we're family. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Jeremy has a serious question. Oh, deep dish or thin crust pizza. And what toppings do you like on your pizza? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's that's it right there. Deep dish always. And same pineapple and ham. No pineapple and ham all, all day, every day. Just extra cheese for me. That's it. Oh boy! Well, this was this was fun. This was a fun little jaunt down memory lane. Our uh, I want to encourage everyone to if you missed out on our Wednesday night Bible study we've been doing the last three weeks on the Book of Amos, you can go check that out. Um, we have been talking about the Book of Amos and justice and what is it. So you can go to my YouTube channel. Hopefully, um, maybe oh there. Thank you, Bob. So you can go, it's right at the top there on the uploads right now. You can see parts one, two, and three. That was a fun little little series that Monique helped me do. And uh, you can send us your feedback. Yes, and I, you can see me being a, a guest on on her show. <laughs> That's such and a joke. It, it is such a joke because, you know, most <laughs> we've received, I'm not going to say most people, we've received quite a few letters, emails, where they say, Monique, oh my gosh, I found you on the Theology Mom podcast. I found you because you were a guest. That one time when you were a guest on Krista's show. <laughs> it ain't that funny. Oopsie. No. <laughs> but it is good. Hey. Hey. Now, we said we're taking January off. Yes. You want to talk about the new the new kind of schedule that we're going to have for no. the new year? No. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. 
I'm resisting. She is. So we're just going to go ahead and put that out there. Um, yes. Would you like to or shall I? No. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. We're still negotiating. We're not negotiating, people. With with our with our current speaking schedule and the way that and my work schedule and the work schedule, the way things are going to work in 2021. I almost forgot to say this. I I reminded you so many times. I was like, we've got to do this. The way things are going to work is that February to December, we will have shows. There will be a show, and we will take one week off for our own sanity and mental health. And so while we think, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out some things, but we do want to give you as much information up front as to what things are going to look like in the new year. So y'all not thinking, man, they just flaky, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. That's not it. We're not here today, gone tomorrow. We are definitely desperately building curriculum, building content for um, our web pages and for our Facebook pages, making sure that you are resourced with what you need. And that takes time. And when there are five Saturdays in a month, sometimes that's a, I'm like, ooh, ooh, there's the show. And while I love doing the show and Krista like loves doing the show even more than I do, um, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And so that's going to be part of our new rhythm for 2021 is to take care of ourselves. And the way that we're going to do that is to, to be dark one day. Well, I mean, yeah, one, one, week. One, one week a month. I don't like this idea. She does not. She Because I love doing this show. Yes. All right. Um, gluten-free. Yes, Linda. Yes. Gluten. Yes. Gluten-free. Now, see, the problem with gluten-free, though, is I have not found a deep dish pizza that is gluten-free. And that makes me very, very well, sad. Well, when we come to Chicago, Jeremy will get us the hookup. Yes. Oh, I found Krista through Monique because Monique was on Alisa Children's podcast. Thank you. Someone has finally found you through me. <laughs> yes. I wonder if anyone would be interested in webinars given to Colson Fellow programs. Many of the webinars are about engaging culture with Christian worldview. You know what? We will talk more about that later because I think that, Young, I think you are correct. And I have some proof, I think, of that. Um, 2020 has been a year of connections for your ministry. So many amazing people the Lord has brought to your ministry and he has brought you to them and us. Yes, it, and that, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to connect with so many people. I'm like, I never knew my family is so big. I'm actually doing a blog post on family because my family's so small, but CFBU has made my family just massive it's massive and then what the lord has done with like through the bond triggers and you know other things that he was doing when i was completely unaware and so yes there there's a big family in feb we have dr shinvi january we have about islam and sexuality yes young um it depends i guess, it might depend on where you are but yes there is there is some talk with colson um the colson center right now I, i'm so. not aware of this um, okay. I'm feeling marginalized. Send reparations. Elevate black voices. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. And now it's time for I the tweet. that was hilarious. Did no one else? <laughs> of the week. Oh. Oh. Oh, did we, I wait, did we crash? Got stuck. Do, just stopped. Sorry. Oh, do you want to do it again? I can do the setup. And now it's time for the tweet of the week 
right, here's the tweet of the week. There were so many good ones to choose from. Twitter was crazy this week. But I chose this one from Uncle Virgil. Oh, uh, I love Walker. Uncle Virgil. In the religion of wokeism, whiteness has more sovereign power than the God of the Bible. Its systemic nature runs deeper than sin, higher than grace, and further than the saving power of the cross of Christ. He always be taking things I'm saying. No, I'm just playing. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just playing. Just playing Uncle Virgil in case you're watching. I didn't say that. But that's so true. You know, it racism is the sin that there is no forgiveness for rape it would be better to blaspheme the holy spirit than to be a racist in today's culture mm. you know what i mean like that that's what it is does the cross extend to my skin color no probably not no, i'm just playing yes it does of course <laughs> these are the things she has to put up with with me y'all um and and this book talks about it like mm. there are things that hold up the book again so people know what it's what you're talking at about. least i took some of that up live not by lies um there are things that are now just sin that there is no forgiveness for there is no no mm -hmm. god to especially because we're in a post-christian society you know th there's no reason for me to even think like if i'm if i'm born later you know in the in this what's the word I'm thinking of? Like if you're born like after what, 2000 or mm -hmm. 1990, you know, in, in a post-Christian society, why, why would I, why would I think that I need to appeal to a God or um, even have a relationship with a God in order for there to be virtues? It, everything is just shifted. And so, you know, no, you know, how, how would you get any freedom for your, from your white skin? Yeah. Where, where would the, the um, forgiveness of sin come from. There's there's a lot. Lift up my lies is blowing my mind. Ah yes, Jennifer, yes it is. Uh, and I'm only on me too. I'm only on chapter two, but it mind blown. Yes. Jeremy has such a sweet comment. He says, I've probably said this before, but five years ago I started praying God would raise up Christians to address CRT. Your la ladies are part of the answer to those prayers. Merry Christmas. Uh, oh, thank Merry you, Jeremy. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for praying for us before yes. we even knew what we were up to. Josie says, Krista, can you do a theology mom teaching on the weeks off? I'm trying to do two theology mom podcasts a month. That's kind of the pacing that I can do with working full time. So sometimes it falls on the first week of the month and the last week of the month. It just kind of depends on what I can manage. Uh, Monique was so gracious in helping me the last three weeks. So we had less planning. It was more informal. So I was able to do it three weeks in a row, but we'll see what the new year has. It just seems like two a month is about all I can manage um, in light of my work responsibilities. Maybe she's saying like on the week that we're not doing it, yeah. then do it on that week. We'll see. One of your two. Yeah, we'll see. So. And, and it, I mean, in reality, I think it is more because of my schedule and um, especially like with school and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all might just tune in and we be here every week. But right. And we just put it out to the family. Look, right now, this is what it is. Well, you know, thank you. You might not like it. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Saturday night and enjoying a little Christmas cheer. Hope you liked our fire. Bob worked real hard on that today. 
you guys stay safe and be blessed and yeah stay in prayer and stay in your word we will see you oh we will see you yes we'll see you in february but we are also going to do some pop-ups here and there it won't be on like our regular saturday night or anything like that but you know stay we'll do some things theology mom and to the center for biblical unity and you'll see us make sure you're subscribed uh to our youtube channels make sure that you subscribe to our websites and make sure you have notifications turned on. I know these are all little extra steps, but then anytime you see a post from us, like it. Even if you don't like it, just like it, yeah. comment, put an emoji, do something, help us get the word out and hit that share button. Um, Cause many people find us through those shares. So that's a great thing as we move into the new year. Thank you everyone for all of your, your love and your kindness toward us and, and making us part of the rhythms of your family and and your lives we appreciate you we see you thank you those of you who have partnered with monique and i financially you know we're very grateful for that and we're just grateful for all of your kind notes and the ways that you've told us that we have impacted you we're just here sitting in our living room trying to um do what we can to sow into people's lives and you know like the widow gives gave her two mites um, that's what we're trying to do. And, and you know, if, if the Lord uses that and blesses that, multiplies that, that's just so humbling for us. So thank you. I thought we was wrapping up. She doing the sentimental version, y'all. I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm a very sentimental this, person. Yeah, this this the difference. So we will see you next year. God bless. Bye. Thanks for listening to All The Things. Be sure to subscribe to our website at allthethingsshow.com. And find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you stream your podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell so you'll receive alerts when we post new shows. We'll see you next week.